So do you remember that guy in Second Kings chapter 5 named Naaman? Remember that really great guy? He was an honorable man, a man of valor, but he was a leper, the commander of the army of the king of Syria. And then Elisha tells him to go and dip himself in the Jordan seven times and he's healed of his leprosy. You guys remember that? Most of you do. If you don't, you can go read it in Second Kings chapter 5. But there's a, a guy in the story that we don't talk about as much. And he's the one I want to focus on today. His name is Gehazi. Gehazi is very much a part of this story. He's one of the most fascinating parts of the story to me. But his ending is not as exciting and happy, so we don't refer to him as much. But he's the guy I want to draw your attention to today. Gehazi. It's going to be a great episode today, guys. You do not want to miss it. Stick around. We're going to dive into that topic and learn a little about Gehazi today for episode 101. I am your host, Nathan French, and this is the Noteworthy Podcast. Noteworthy conversations happen here. And I'm so glad that you are a part of it. And I'm excited to get to be a part of your day today in your AirPods or as you drive down the road. It is my privilege and honor to get to be a part of your life today. To kick off the show today, I do want to do something a little different. I want to recommend three apostolic podcasts for you. The first one is Acculturate by my friend Matt Faircloth. It's an incredible podcast. He covers a wide variety of topics, and it is going to bless your life. You can hear Matthew on two episodes of the Noteworthy Podcast, but most recently he was on episode 100. Uh, he was one of the guys doing the reverse interview with me. So go check out Acculturate. Also, my friend LJ Harry has an incredible podcast called Simplify. It originated from his 52-week devotional, which will also bless your life. You can get that at Pentecostal Publishing House, and that podcast is going to bless you. Last but not least... Let's talk about my friend Jake Walden. Jake has a new podcast called What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden. Guys, this is an incredible podcast. I've been amazed by his topics that he's chosen. And I'm telling you, you just got to trust me. This podcast is going to bless your life. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to dive deeper into the things of God. Now, I want to tell you about Jake's podcast. If you go to What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden on Apple Podcast, and if you subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review, Jake is going to personally send you his collector's edition Baby Yoda action figure. That's right. All you have to do is jump over there, leave that five-star rating and review, and Jake is personally going to ship you his Baby Yoda action figure. Guys, this is an expensive action figure. You could be the one blessed with it. Just go and leave that review, and Jake will be sure to send that to you. Guys, thanks for turning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. It's going to be a great time. Let's go.
So let me tell you something that I've learned a little bit about life. It is possible to do something kind, to do something that looks right, looks good, looks moral, looks ethical, and have the wrong motive. Matter of fact, sometimes motive weighs very heavy in the spectrum of what is ethical and what is moral. Why are you doing what you're doing? Do you serve in your church for the right reasons? Because you have a servant's heart? Or do you serve because of what you get out of it? Maybe popularity? Maybe a microphone? Maybe the spotlight? Well, I know you're thinking, he is already getting on to people today. No, that, that is not the intention of the episode. But I want to give you a biblical example of how somebody's motive made them miss their miracle. Wrong motives can position us to miss miracles. Let's start in 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Verse 14. Uh, before I skip down to verse 14, I want to give you a quick summary of what happens, because our focus is not on Naaman today. But I feel like I need to give us a quick summary. Naaman hears about Elisha, the prophet Elisha, and he knows that if he can get to Elisha, he can be healed of his leprosy. To have leprosy was to be an outcast from society. It would be like 2020 uh, quarantine all the time. That was your life. You were considered unclean. You were an outcast from society. And Naaman is desperate and he's hungry and he wants a healing. And so he travels a long way to find Elisha. And when he gets to Elisha's house, he says, I'm here to, to meet Elisha. I need healing. I've been told he's a man of God that I can be healed. And you have to see the sense of humor here. Kind of the, the funny part of this is Elisha doesn't even go out of the house himself. He sends somebody and says, go tell them to dip in the Jordan seven times and they'll be healed. So he sends his servant out. He goes and tells him. And Naaman is getting frustrated. He's like, you mean I came all this way to be healed and he won't even come out and talk to me? Are you kidding me? And he gets frustrated. He says, no, you go tell Elisha that he needs to come out and meet me and wave his hand over my leprosy so I can be healed. And Naaman is frustrated because the miracle is not going how he thinks it should go. So the servant goes back up to Elisha's house and says, he's saying he wants to meet you. He says, no, go down and tell him. And he gets frustrated, and Naaman almost leaves because Elisha will not come out and listen to him. And Naaman's servant says, if he had asked you to do something grand and spectacular, you would do that. But because he asked you to do something simple and out of the spotlight, of course I'm paraphrasing here, you won't do it. And, Eli and Elisha, the man of God, tells Naaman... And Naaman, when he submits to what the man of God tells him to do, 
he humbles himself. He throws his pride to the wayside, to the shore, and he gets in the water. He dips seven times. And that's where we're at here in 2 Kings 5 and 14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. There was a reset that was in the water. There was a cleaning that was in the water. There was a new beginning and a healing that took place when he got off the shore and jumped into the water. This is what happens for Naaman. New life, new beginnings, new healings are taking place in his life. And so Naaman was an honorable man. He was probably a wealthy man. And so, get this, Naaman tries to pay Elisha for the miracle. And this is where the story if it's not already interesting you, this is where it gets really interesting because Naaman tries to pay him. He says, thank you. I've been healed. Let me pay you. Let me give you something. And Elisha refuses the gift. He says, no, I can't take money for this miracle. Just go and be blessed. Go live for God. Naaman, he's, he's a good guy, right? He's the real deal. He's, he's the true Christian. You can just see his spirit. His motive is so pure. His spirit is so good. And then Gehazi kind of starts walking into the picture here. And I want to I think about Gehazi for a minute because he's the guy in the story you don't always hear preached about. He's the part of the story that they don't always talk about in the shouting service when they talk about how you can be clean and you can be made whole. They don't always bring Gehazi in because get this, in 2 Kings 5 and 20, but Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God said, look, my master has spared Naaman, this Syrian, while not receiving from his hands what he brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. Wow. Think about this for just a second with me. Naaman is healed. Naaman tries to pay Elisha. Elisha says, no, we cannot take money for what God has done. And Gehazi gets upset. Keep in mind, he stood by the same river. He's seen the same miracle. He's experienced the exact same thing Elisha has just experienced. But his motive was different. Oh my goodness. I need somebody to hear me right now because sometimes motive changes the moral and ethical dilemma of what we are doing for God. Because Gehazi chased after money more than he chased after miracles. Gehazi was upset that Elisha would not take the money for the miracle because his, his motive was wrong. He was in the wrong business because he wasn't worried about the miracle. He was worried about the money that just walked away. And so... 
get this with me. Gehazi chases Naaman. The Bible says he runs after him. 2 Kings 5, 21-22, So Gehazi pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments. Okay, so first of all, Gehazi is lying. Have you caught on to this? He chases down Naaman, and he's asking for money, and he's asking for clothes, and he says, my master has sent me. He told Naaman, Gehazi tells Naaman that Elisha had sent him, that he changed his mind, and that he wanted me to come and get some talents of silver from you, and two changes of garments. And then I love this. He, he, he keeps lying. It's just, it's hilarious. It's terrible, really, is what it is. He said, there's also two young men of the sons of the prophets. <laughs> and so he says, let me get some payment for them too. Wow. I mean, when your motives start getting messed up, you start making some really bad decisions and you start lying in the presence of God. Gehazi's motives were not right. Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm just here for the paycheck? Maybe on your job. Can you do this for me? <laughs> I'm just here for the paycheck. I, I, but they don't pay me enough for all that. Okay. Now, you can always tell when somebody is there for the paycheck. A lot of Christians live this way. Are you working for God because of what you can get out of it? Or are you living for God for what you can give in to it? Gehazi was in it for the money and not the miracles. It was John F. Kennedy that said, Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. When was the last time you said, You know what? Don't ask what your church can do for you. Ask what you can do for your church. What are your motives? What's the motive? Get this story. An elderly man on the beach found a magic lamp. He picked it up and a genie appeared. Because you have freed me, the genie said, I will grant you a wish. The man thought for a moment and then responded, My brother and I had a fight 30 years ago and he hasn't spoken to me since. I wish that he'll finally forgive me. There was a thunderclap, and the genie declared, Your wish has been granted. You know, the genie continued, Most men would have asked for wealth or fame, but you only wanted the love of your brother. Is it because you are old and dying? No way, the man cried. But my brother is, and he's worth about $60 million. Dollars. <laughs> get, get the moral of this story. It looked like he was doing something kind, but he had an impure motive. He had an ungodly motive. You need to be careful when you start looking like Gehazi. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but, well, I'm not going to go there because I don't know what they pay. 
Oh, my goodness. Listen, sometimes you just have to work for God and trust him with the details and say, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. But I'm not going to get a Gehazi in my spirit that says, well, if I don't get this out of it, then I don't know if I'm going to do what pastor asked me to do. My goodness, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You may be in a podcast, but I, I feel a little preach going on right now. You need to do what your pastor's asking you to do. You need to serve where the need is at. You, your poor pastor shouldn't have to beg you to get involved because you just don't know. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's move forward. Let's talk about the outcome of Gehazi's motive and love for money. This is the part of the story that blows my mind. And I don't hear it a lot. Second Kings 5.25 Now... He went in and stood before his master. Elisha said to him, Where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, Your servant did not go anywhere. Notice he's lying again. Hey, Gehazi, where'd you go? I I didn't go anywhere. What are you talking about? Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous, as white as snow. Sin is like leprosy. Sin can more easily attach itself to you when you have love for the wrong things. Did you know this part of the story? The leprosy that Naaman had been delivered from, that he had been healed from, the Bible says he was clean, washed like a little child. His skin was like a little child, completely made new. The leprosy Naaman is delivered from attaches itself to Gehazi. Gehazi is now a leper. But I want you to think about this. It says, Elisha doesn't just say leprosy will cling to you. He says, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. God does not take impure motives lightly. God expects us to do the right things for the right reasons. What can we learn from Gehazi? We can learn that ministry in the kingdom of God is not about money. It's not about position. It's not about what you get voted into, even though God can use money, God can use positions. You should serve wherever God has positioned you to serve. But that is not what it's about. If that is your motive, there's going to be things that can attach to you that you would not even welcome. It was my friend Victor Jackson that said, men measure greatness by what you gain. God measures greatness by what you sacrifice. 1 Timothy 6 and 10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, 
for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. The heart of this devotion today, the heart of this podcast, let's desire miracles more than money. Let's be Elisha and not Gehazi. Let's make sure that our motives are right. Let's make sure that we're not just in it for the paycheck. Let's love God and love people. And if we'll love God and love people with the proper motives, God will bless you financially. God will bless you and provide for you in ways that you could never imagine. The Bible doesn't say that money is evil. The Bible says that the love of money is rooted in all kinds of evil. That means that when your motive gets impure, when you start saying, well, everything I do, I just do it for money. I'm not going to do it if I'm not getting paid. Well, you won't go very far in ministry, my friend, if you have Gehazi's motives. Let's pray together today. Lord, I feel your presence here right now. God, I pray that you would bless every listener that is tuned into this podcast right now. God, I pray that you would encourage somebody, that you would lift them up. God, would you help our motives to be pure? Would you help our mindset to be healthy, to be steadfast, to be upright in what we're doing? Would you help us, God, to keep a proper and pure motive everywhere that we serve? Lord, for a lot of people listening today, it's Sunday. This is airing on Sunday. God, would you help them walk into their churches today and say, hey, whatever's needed, I'm just here to serve. I'm just here to do what is needed. I don't have any uh, side agenda. I don't have any impure motive. I just want to be a part of the miracles that God has for us in this place today. Would you help us, God, in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, give you all the praise and the glory. Amen. What an honor and a privilege it is to get to be a part of your day today. Thank you for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you for allowing this to be over a hundred episodes strong. This is episode 101. We have a very exciting interview lined up next week with Brother Wayne Huntley, one of my heroes. You don't want to miss it. Be sure to be watching out for that episode coming soon. I'm hoping to get back to a weekly schedule here now that uh, now that the camps are over. I'm hoping we can get back on our normal schedule in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Be good. Have pure motives. And do things for the right reasons. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you next time.